Welcome to Concession Impressions, the podcast where we review a movie right after watching it, which we just did. We watched a movie, right, Chase? We did. We just left theater. Yes. And as always, I'm Michelangelo, and I just said his name, but... I'm me. I'm the person he said. What was my name again? Chase. Chase. Oh, that's what it is. Anyways, so we have an interesting one every episode. This should be an interesting one. The most interesting... (laughs) But, you know, I think this one's an interesting one for the reason that I think this is like a the main course of the appetizer that everyone maybe listened to, hopefully, which is the trailer taste tester episode of this, where we talk about the trailer and we talk about it. We may listen to that because we're going to reference it in this episode because there's a lot of things I'm going to like I was thinking of while watching the film that we kind of talked about in that episode. Yes. So go watch some guesses and some predictions. Yeah. Some of which came true. Yeah. You were right. I I guess nothing right in my predictions. I I guessed one thing right. Yeah. I mean, you kind of definitely had a lot of ideas that. Yes. (laughs) It's kind of hard to be kind of hard to be wrong if you. If I just shoot everywhere. If everyone is a possibility, then could be Mm -hmm. eventually one of them was right. So if you haven't guessed it with that introduction, today we are going to be reviewing the film Black Panther. Wakanda forever. So, like I said, this is Black Panther Wakanda Forever, directed by Ryan Coogler. It is the second movie within the Black Panther series, but it's Mm -hmm. within the larger cinematic universe of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's a superhero film. Yeah, and it seems like uh, Marvel is veering away from movies where it's led by like a single character and like the Iron Man 2, 3, 4, whatever, or Mm -hmm. Captain America, blah, 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 blah. This one is, they're calling it just pretty much Wakanda. Wakanda forever and in the little little corner you can see Black Panther yeah interesting that that is the case because even what's it called Doctor Strange was like that too right mm-hmm. it was and just called Doctor Strange into the madness of in multiverse doc- madness doctors uh, yes. yes so I guess going in from that I guess it the story picks up from not after the first one but it, the story kind of follows the sudden death of T'Challa who was the Black Panther in the first one and it kind of goes through the emotional and country ramifications that that kind of brought their family and also the country itself so you know that's kind of the main plot there i would say and it's primarily focused on the sister yeah her way how she's grieving of the passing of her brother Correct. Now, happen to not know for some reason, but the actor who played T'Challa or Black Panther in the first one was played by Chadwick Boseman, who did actually sadly pass away, which is why they made the film as it was. Like they included his mm-hmm. death in the film and kind of the movie was also kind of like a send off for him as an actor. I mentioned this as we were leaving the theater. I I feel like this film is kind of a standalone sort of tombstone epitaph of Jadwick Boseman. Yeah. Almost like when Stan Lee passed away, they had a Avengers movie where they, it was, I think it was passed away right before. Never mind. I don't remember that specifically enough. I don't remember either. Yeah, this whole movie was basically dedicated to Chadwick Boseman and specifically Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther character and his passing. It changes the entire Marvel universe. Yeah, as you know, one of the most influential and strongest superhero kind of in this world. But also as an actor, I think his 
presence and, and strength kind of reflects that possibly from like, I guess people have talked about him. So, and he's an amazing actor. So personally, I'm sad that he, he's, he passed away. You know, he was a great actor. So, you know, rest in peace. A huge loss to Hollywood, huge loss to MCU for sure. Family. To his family as well. 100%. (laughs) That is also important. But yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you want to get into nitty gritty of like the non-spoiler section. I think it was good. What is your scoop metric for for this? Would you go zero scoops, like just passing on that ice screen? Or would you do one scoop of the ice screen or two scoops of the ice screen? I think it's a one scoop for me. Like, if you're, like, an MCU fan, go see it. If you're an action fan, go see it. I think this movie, as, you know, sort of special as it is in terms of the Chadwick Boseman loss, the movie itself was just all right for me. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't change hardly anything in terms of the continuing storylines. Okay. I would agree with you. I think... Other than... Sure, his character. Uh huh. I would say it's one scoop. I would say if you're, I would add on to that though, and say if you're a fan of Chadwick Boseman as well, or Ryan Coogler, or kind of any of those people, then I think it's also a, a fun watch. I think, yeah, it's also maybe an easier film to go to in terms of Marvel films. I mean, I probably wouldn't say start here. And if you're going to just jump into Marvel, but, uh, but it's not a multiverse film. Yeah. If you haven't like seen all of the Marvel films and you're like, oh, I kind of want to pick up in the newer post end game area, then this be this is the this is the end of phase four, by the way. And those of you who don't know MCU, they're broken down into a lot of phases. They kind of were broken down before by each of the Avenger movies would be like the end of each phase we avenger one and then they would get into the next phase avengers two next phase mm-hmm. and then avengers three and four and that was like the main infinity stone saga now they after that was post infinity saga and this is marks the end of phase four which is like that post section do we know how many phases there are uh they announced that there's gonna be six six uh, phases so far right four through six is gonna be this the king saga or whatever it's called the king dynasty saga got it interesting uh, or i think they're calling it like the multiverse saga or something mm-hmm. like that but it's pretty much the king like thanos was the main bad from the the first three sagas so then now king is the big main bad guy in four five and six played by jonathan majors is a great actor he is well. a great actor anyways so this is the end of phase four and I think I'm a little confused with the phases right now, I would say. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else to say. That's that's. I feel like I'm throwing out every information I have that I can't without spoiling it. Yeah. Um, I think phase four, uh, as far as I understand, it was supposed to be the phase of loss. Like we're seeing a lot of different characters from the first earlier phases. Oh, uh, that's true. Like either die off or somehow be removed from the mm-hmm. main cast. And also, like, the well, who the ones who are there, kind of how they're grieving over it. Like, Spider-Man was about Iron Man's passing. Right. And then also, like, the Captain America was about, like, Captain America not dying, but, you know, growing old. And well, he goes back to the past and then grows old. Back to the future. No. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Last thing I would say is that the only movie you have to see if you haven't seen any MCU is probably the first Black Panther. That's all you need to go into this movie and you'll understand everything definitely all right so let's get into the spoiler section of this so welcome back it is the spoiler section so you've been warned 
listen at your own risk. Okay, so I want to talk really quickly about... First, let's just go through our trailer impressions and then what we got right and wrong. And then let's kind of end on here are some of the things we liked and disliked. And then that would lead into our rating. Our concession impression. Yeah, cool. Love it. Great. So we talked about mostly who we thought the next Black Panther was going to be. Yes. And you were right. I Well, one of my three guesses was right. <laughs> yeah. I, I spread the love around. I was almost right. You were almost right as well. Killmonger comes back. Yes. Kind of. That was a, a cameo I wasn't expecting, to be honest. I Although I thought it worked it. very well. I think so, too. I think it was fun, and I th- I did like it. And I was like, oh, nice. I kind of was waiting for him to say, like, let me go back in there and, like, switch bodies with me or something mm-hmm. weird and crazy and just, like, have him come back and fight the last. Like death. the Avatar, the last airbender version of this. Yeah. Where, like, the ancestral avatars come back and, like, put you in the Avatar state. Only this is, like, the, the Black Panther state. Yeah. That would have been interesting. I think that would been really fun to see but you're right so i mean i think this was their plan initially was to have shuri take up the mantle i think this just put it i think chadwick boseman's death was just shove things forward a few years yeah yeah because i don't think chadwick boseman would have stayed for the next 15 years he's he's was too much of a true actor's actor yeah i mean he he had so many projects he was planning on doing and, and did do even when he was uh sick so i mean like i mean his last couple films are really really amazing yeah i know i mean he could have could have would have got on to a lot of great things anyways so yeah so shuri t'challa's sister in the film the former black panther's sister takes up the mantle she i actually forgot that they burned all the flowers in the first one right i had also forgotten that and i was like that's right that's why she said no one's taking up the thing so she had to like recreate the flower based on the flower that namor's mom ate right that gave them powers and pretty much she used that genetic makeup to make new flowers the black panther heart flowers to give herself powers right and now they have a lot so they can just kind of swap it out whenever i guess so now disney has like a okay this person's not doing good let's just swap them out for another black panther this is a horrible thing to say they've also already planned their backup for if anything happens to shuri like they you mean <laughs> they literally, literally brought in another t'challa t'challa jr i know I, I was even thinking like oh okay so another spoiler this is like kind of post not really post credits because there's not really a post there isn't a post credits scene but like this is our final image yeah it's pretty much it's twisted that akio is actually i was thinking married but i wasn't sure if what the connection was actually officially to chachala and they have a kid who is also named t'challa and you know presumably in haiti yeah under the alias tasante i believe Uh uh-huh that's a good memory i don't remember at all that that was a little ham-fisted how they did that at the end but what could they do i mean he's a kid also it's like (laughs) because they're like oh he's like he's been we've just kept him hidden for the last six years nobody's mentioned him this hasn't been introduced at all just here you go yeah i know right t'challa jr and like i'm kind of curious what they're gonna plan on doing with that like are they gonna do like some young avengers young black panther kind of thing or are they gonna just be like oh in in 10 years from now when they have they're in like phase eight they're gonna be like oh here's the new t'challa i think it's probably gonna be more like that but i could see them doing like a tv show like like young t'challa yeah i don't don't know this may this would be weird i'm kind of interested what they say with that i mean i'm wondering if they're thinking that far ahead they possibly oh they absolutely 
probably are. Okay. <laughs> They've had this plan for a long, long time. Interesting. Okay, so you got that right, that Shuri is the thing. I got all mine wrong. Um, well, what were your predictions again? I said I that Killmonger was going to come back somehow. So you were right there. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that he was going to come back and become Black Panther. Oh, okay. Sort of, in a, in a spiritual sense. Yeah, I was. my other guess was that Daniel Kaluuya was going to be a secret black panther and like he was known was he was just hiding and saying oh he's not in the film whatever but mm-hmm. he was actually going to come back and he was going to be the next black panther because he was like the best friend almost to black well, panther. so i had forgotten this when we watched the trailers and did the trailer episode but he was actually like a traitor <laughs> like he was he like he went back and supported killmonger over T'Challa because Mm. he ended up, you know, being annoyed with T'Challa's like hands off approach. Yeah. And I think they do mention him actually that he's in jail. In prison. Yeah. Yeah. So. So he could come back in the future. He could, but I don't, I don't, don't, my guesses were kind of way out there and I was just trying to grasp at straws and I guess nothing, nothing happened, but that might lead into actually what we thought of the film. Spoiler, talking about spoilers, but what we thought, if you don't mind. Sure. So... I think my biggest gripe with the film is that it was really safe. I thought it was really safe. I thought it was really boring a lot of the time. I, I was going to say that the, the middle section of the film, I I honestly just kind of lost. Like when she was, Shuri was going into the under, under the sea, mm-hmm. under the sea. Oh God. That's when I was just like... I don't, I don't know what's going on. That whole sequence was kind of just like, I was like, oh, I don't know. She just I don't sneaks watch in this. and like, there's a little bit of like tension, like dramatic irony, sort of, because we see Neymar with Queen Angela Bassett. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we know that the queen has like basically lured Neymar away from his underwater dwelling so that Nakia can rescue Shuri who has been captured at this point by Namor. Yeah. And I think that was probably one of the better scenes actually <laughs> for me because <laughs> there was at least some level of tension. Yeah. But so many of the scenes felt like they had like like they were placed in the most boring place or they were like not even necessarily shot. I think it's more of like a writing problem. Like they were written in a way where they were just talking at each other. No, yeah. And I think I don't hate them about it, mainly because I know that they had a script ready for this film and it did feature T'Challa and I think they were going to focus on different aspects of things mm-hmm. but have some parts and they kind of had to rip that script apart and kind of salvage it for for this film and kind of taking out T'Challa and that, that entire section and kind of reworking it. So I'm guessing there is those laws in the film mainly because they're just like, how do we rework this and like, what can we do? But then also now, what can we do to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman and that mm. and his character and the actor and everything? So I think I, I do understand it was like a really tough thing, but I would just say that regardless of that situation, I think watching the film, I did feel a little bored. Not just bored, but just like, it just felt not really Underwhelming. Good. Yeah, underwhelming. That's a good like nothing was bad like it was all shot really nicely i think it's maybe one of the best shot marvel films yes i think both black panther movies are they take more creative risks with their visuals than the average marvel film Mm -hmm. and i think that is to their benefit yeah i agree and i think it's filmed well i a lot of the jokes and some of the lines were really fun and another thing i really liked 
was the music as well. And I, I know you kind of want to talk about that. Sure. I liked the music. I thought it was an interesting mix of like African inspired stuff and then also Mexican Mayan inspired stuff, which yeah. was, fits the theme perfectly because Namor, who's the, the main villain in this, the main antagonist, not necessarily, not necessarily a villain, is Mayan. Literally, he's just straight up Mayan. I didn't know that about the character, actually, that he was... He's from 1600s or something mm -hmm. and just is immortal, I guess. I think the, his words were he just ages really slowly. Got it. So he, he can still die. Uh, he's a mutant. Right. He's the Which first person. This first time I ever said the word mutant. So excited about that because the mutants are my favorite Marvel property. Fucking love the mutants. Yeah, I mean, don't get your... Don't hold your breath because it's going to take a little bit of while to see like a full mutant like X-Men or anything, I think, for we've, a while. We've seen a couple already. I mean, yeah. I mean, Miss Marvel, she's a mutant as well. They kind of announced that. Right. Wait, sorry. Did you watch a lot of the shows? So Miss Marvel's a mutant and then Namor's now is a mutant. And I think there was a few other characters that they're kind of slowly starting mm -hmm. to come out and say that they're mutants. Well, in Multiverse of Madness, we got a multiverse mutants. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, Professor x was in that film so yeah that's kind of there's must have been an x-men in that in that universe but we kind of came back to our own yeah so currently we're we're a little bit fur further ways away from that yeah i did like the music too especially like some of the the music in this like really play to a lot of the like cool action scenes but also to the like suspense and like build up and tension of this the scenes mm -hmm. i felt it, it felt really cool but then there's the scenes that just like didn't have any music there are some parts that were just like amazing and then some parts that were just really underwhelming mm-hmm that was kind of how I felt about it. I think a clear example of that for me, at least when I was cognizant of it, was early on when the divers are searching for vibranium under the on the ocean floor. Yeah. And we don't find out this until later, but they're like a bunch of CIA guys who had like families. They aren't some like evil shady organization, although I guess the CIA is an evil shady organization. <laughs> But they were like friends of the Martin Freeman, Everett Ross is the character he plays. They are friends of Everett Ross, right? Yeah. And he just gives that one off line, like, there were people I knew there. Yeah. But we didn't know that. So the tension of them going down into the deep and dying suddenly... Oh, it's kind yeah. of nothing. Actually, I will say though that the sea people, the the singing thing, and like the that mind never control, gets explained at all. That doesn't, but it's one of the coolest things. I I love that so much. Like that whole scene of them just like starting to sing, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like folklorey with like mermaids singing to you know draw in like sailors to the ocean kind of thing 100%. like that whole idea and everything that was so cool i really liked it but i kind of feel like they're like i was like why didn't they use that more they don't explain it really at all like do they why do they why do they have this power um i don't even yeah why why wasn't it slightly more visual too like i feel like we just got a few shots of of them singing we didn't get like, I feel like there could have been a whole storyline with that power explained when it first got introduced, which didn't. We just got like a faraway shot. Oh, they're singing in the ocean and then people jumping off the boat into the water and dying, presumably. Yeah. I but it was know. cool. The jumping off part was cool. Yeah. It was a really cool idea. Yeah. Definitely. I, I definitely like it. I wish they, they fleshed it out a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, I think that kind of wraps up my summary. You know, I think it's great and underwhelming at the same time. I, I think they had like an impossible task, sort of. And I, I think I think I heard that Ryan Coogler didn't want to actually come back for this. Oh, really? 
yeah, I think he had hesitations, like not necessarily even because of Chad Chadwick Boseman, but because he just, I think, wasn't necessarily about the Marvel lifestyle. I think yeah. he's also, he's made all the money he'll ever need in life from the first one. And I think he's also a very political person. And I don't think Marvel was allowing him to make necessarily mm. the choices he wanted to make. Yeah, I can see that. And I think you can see that in this movie too. And it's just sort of like the limitations of the hero genre in terms of coherent politics. Yeah. Actually, I want to go into that a little more. Not that, but something else. Okay. Like limitations that I felt like he wanted to do, but didn't come off. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the last fight scene, uh, I thought it was really cool how they were like fighting and literally she was like ripping out his wings mm-hmm. and like he like impales her with the the spear like through her body through her stomach yeah and i was like oh my gosh that's such a visceral and like intense thing and then she like pulls it out and there's no blood at all <laughs> yeah. i was like what the heck there's blood in like even the the captain america tv show but like th- there was no blood at all and i was like that was kind of dumb there was literally blood on namor yeah you saw his face all scratched up but it wasn't like a gruesome amount i I hated how in the first film killmonger gets impaled in that brief like moment that was the whole thing like we have to wait he has to wait for the the train to pass by so his suit has like the the like chink in his armor where he can just stab him Mm -hmm. with his knife and that little stab with the knife, and Killmonger's dead. Yeah. And this one, she gets impaled through her entire body with a spear. Made of wood. Yeah. But I guess it was vibranium-tipped. Yeah. But still. And also, Namor is, like, very strong. Yeah. He's, like, god-tier. He's on the same level as, like, Thor. Is he? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So, like, he could probably go toe-to-toe with Thor. So, like... That'd be fun to see. I mean, which I'm glad he didn't die by the end. I was thinking that too, but that's the thing I said that he just they they played everything so safe. Like I was thinking at that point, like, oh, is Shuri gonna die and Namor gonna die, and like they're gonna see like, oh, both our leaders have died, kind mm-hmm. of thing, and like, what are we doing? We all this war has has taken us to the point where our kind of gods have died, right? And then they're like, well, there's nothing. And they kind of leave. See, that would have been a very coherent, interesting political message about, you know, the fascist underpinnings of superhero films. Mm-hmm. You know? But then, but then, like, uh, I don't know. They played it. They, going back to that, my, my, my earlier impression of, like, they played it so safe is that, like, they didn't kill her. They, they gave it the power to her. She just got impaled, and then she just, like, walks away, and she's like, Wakanda forever, and then she just goes back home and just is completely No consequences healed. whatsoever. And then he's, like, yeah. literally the fight, after they fly back, they just, like, dunk him in water or something, even though the ship, like, fried him, and he's just, like, completely fine after that, and he's like, alright, I'm gonna go home, too. It seems like, because uh, we got a shot of his ankle, that maybe his wings didn't heal, or... I don't know. They're probably going to heal. Like, come on. They, they have to have him flying some way in the future. That would be nice if they do. I don't know. I, I wish they said also in the post-credits. In the post-credits, all they wrote was uh, Black Panther will, will return. 
I wish they also added like Namor return. Because, yeah. like, I kind of want to see him return more, too. Like, they gave him kind of a, a, a villainy esque out where he's like, like, we're going to use them to get to the other nations kind of thing. Yeah, I, we'll see what happens with that. But I, I, I think that it's going to be an interesting. I think he's like an anti villain where he's going to help and not help, or he's going to play both sides of the field, like, when he needs to, kind of thing. Right, but, he has his priorities. Yeah, his priority is protecting Cities the underwater city. Yeah, their 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 underground nation. Right, he was cool. I I enjoyed everything about him. Namor is cool, actually. Yeah, I, I wish I he had it. like water powers. Like I thought he had like the ability to like control water, aqua kinesis or whatever. I was thinking that too because he kind of somewhat floods the town, kind of mm-hmm. thing, and that was kind of interesting idea but they don't i thought like he was doing it but then i guess he didn't like i'm not sure what they were what that power was what they're doing but that would have made him like such a like crazy villain like our crazy person to fight if he could like control the water like i'm trying to think of a good example like borrowing from the mutants the scariest mutants are always the ones that have like complete control over one thing yeah like Magneto or Pyro or any of the, the telekinetic people. <laughs> yeah. I think some of those things are like little hidden misses for a lot of the, the kind of powers they didn't explain or different things like that. But I just think they had so much that they had to accomplish that they probably couldn't. And this movie is already pretty long. Two hours and like 45 minutes, which to their credit, I didn't like totally feel like it felt too long. Like I, I wasn't like dying to get out of the theater halfway through. <laughs> Yeah, but also at the same time, there was a lot of times I didn't actually know the runtime before going to see the film. So I was like, oh, it's going to end pretty soon. And then it just kind of kept going and going and going. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. And then at the end, even I was like, all right, what's next going to happen? Like, because like, and then it's like, oh, no, this is actually going to end. It's going to end here. So, you know, it's. But I enjoyed that we got at least one character's like complete arc, which was Shuri in this. Like that was good, which Marvel has kind of abandoned that model of filmmaking in the last several films in favor of just like introducing a fuck ton of characters who at various stages. Yeah, that's true. I think it did have a nice character arc for that character, mm. which was fun. I think that was like another good point. I think that was a good, her, her Shuri's character in this film, I thought was interesting and, and um, complete. Which was a good. I think that was one of the that was one of the good points of the film. But going into it, what would you say is your concession impression of the film? Popcorn. Popcorn, which is a good review. Yeah. The review system is number one, peanut M and M's. Number two, popcorn. Number three, hot dog. And number four, raisinets. So that was a good review. Yes. Popcorn is a good review. I would say also popcorn. Yeah. It's not the greatest film ever. I don't think I'm probably ever going to rewatch it. Yeah. Unlike Black Panther 1, which I have seen, I think it might be the only like Marvel film that I've seen more than once. I think I've seen it twice, but I mean, yeah. it's still, still more than any other Marvel film. should do a tier list of all the Marvel films. Sure. I'll be down. This was a good movie, but it just was underwhelming in certain parts. Yeah. And I also think it was also not really feeling like a, a film almost. But it was more of like somewhat of like a send off for Chadwick Boseman, and at points it kind of felt more like that than um, a film. They even had like a, a at the end like a minute long kind of going through footage and different things for for Chadwick Boseman showing his his face of that. 
um, which is also something that you didn't you thought was gonna happen but didn't happen. Which was you yeah, thought I, that they're gonna show um, Chadwick Boseman in the film, but they didn't. I mean, this film I think really only had two goals. It was just to send off Chadwick Boseman and a couple other characters like Angela Bassett. <laughs> Yeah. Who just don't want to make more Marvel movies, I think. Also, set up Black, the, the new Black Panther. And just to reset up and reestablish who the Black Panther is. Yeah. So that they can then continue the Black Panther storyline as they originally intended. Yeah. So, cool. Well, How I'm, do you feel about Letitia Wright as the new Black Panther? I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> I don't know. But again, it's kind of like, I think with her character in this film, it. I kind of liked it a little bit, but there's times I remember when she came out of the ancestral plane and she was like, it didn't work. Yeah. I almost was like, yes. <laughs> I, I was waiting for like, um, I, I thought they were going to then turn around and be like Lupita Nyong'o, you're the new black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, she's, she would have been great. I really wanted her to, especially how they were setting mm-hmm. it up where she's like, he was my everything. Like they were married or something. And like, that, even with the sun, it could have been cool. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, like, she would be like, all right, I'm going to go in. And then, like, she sees him or some of that. Or she d- takes the mantle. Like, that would have been, I was like, that would have been so cool. Um, start a change.org. But Peter Nyong'o is my Black Panther. And she was, like, almost the strongest. Because when mm-hmm. everyone else failed to, like, kind of have some kind of win against Namor throughout the film, everyone kind of lost. Right. But she was the only one who was able to infiltrate and defeat them somewhat to to rescue shuri so like she definitely was like one of the strongest characters female characters male care like but stronger than the male characters like stronger than almost a god kind of thing but she was she kind of was able to get in there and do her thing so it's like yeah she could have she deserves it i she she could have she should have and just as an actor i think she could have matched chadwick boseman on a charismatic level and on an intensity level better yeah uh, i I like Letitia Wright as an actor. I think she's good, but she's just not as charismatic or as yeah as great of an actor as Chadwick Boseman, I don't think. No, definitely not. And um, um, missed opportunity there, I think. I think maybe, so too. Maybe Lupita didn't want it. I'm, I'm sure they asked her. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that maybe another guess I'm thinking of right now is maybe they didn't want to go with her. And then they were going asking around and they were like, nah, I don't know if I want to take that kind of thing. I don't know. This How would you? Yeah. Who wants to take it after Chadwick Boseman? Yeah. Right. So I think she was like, oh, I guess I'll do it. And mm-hmm. then so, yeah. But anyways, that kind of wraps up this episode. That is our concession impression of the film Black Panther Wakanda forever. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of it. We'll see you guys in the next one where we're going to be a little hungry for that episode. Mm. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.